Hey everybody, Jess Intuitive Angel Healer here with your Grounded. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today and welcome to another episode of Dancing in the Toxic Shadows. Finding empowerment and hope through the toxicity. This is a podcast that features an empowered soul swim through the toxic waters of life and how they have found the courage, strength, and blind faith used to obtain the life that they truly want to live and how they encourage others how to take that same leap of faith, no matter if they can only see the first two steps or not. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of Dancing in the Toxic Shadows. And today's episode is toxic media. And if you have watched any kind of TV, even if you watch TikTok, it seems you can't get away from the toxic media and the um, sharing of, you know, the, the trials, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial and the Will Smith slap heard around the world. And I was watching these the other day and I really personally can't follow these too much because at some point I'm just like, keep scrolling because I am a survivor. And um, I, I even though you say you're healed, I don't know if we're ever fully healed because I personally can't watch any kind of stuff like that because then it just takes, it starts eventually taking me back to that thought of when I was in it. But it did come across my mind why do we glamorize all this uh, all this chaos that's going in these marriages? And why is it only important to talk about when it finally gets to a head where something crazy happens? Because it, it seems that we only pay attention when it's finally on the news and everybody's in the courtroom the brief little statements that I did hear about Johnny Depp and all this, you know, I, it, it brought me back to the narcissist and the what ifs. What if this is actually, what if she does have a glimmer of truth of what she's saying? But he's such a big public figure that nobody's ever going to believe her. And that's what really triggered me to even want to have this conversation is I remember being recorded one day and told nobody's ever going to believe you. But I was like, if people only knew what happened before that recording of me yelling and stuff, because it was like played up where I got triggered. And then when I finally got triggered, I let loose and I didn't hold my composure no more. So why is it, why is it okay to put people's personal trials like that out in the world? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think it's pretty much a, an experience for everyone. You know, I feel like there's going to be people who can relate to either side. 
right? They're either going to relate to Johnny. And the thought did cross my mind too. Like, well, what if he is the narcissist and he provoked her and she just reacted? But then, you know, I see, I, there were some clips that I did see, like they're posting stuff on TikTok and, you know, looking at her reactions uh, reminded me of um, certain reactions that I dealt with, with my ex-narcissist too. So I feel like it could really go either way. You don't really know the whole extent of the story, but as far as glamorizing, I mean, I've, I've said this before about other celebrities, you know, people are so interested in celebrities because, you know, they're, they're big names. They're, you know, they make a lot of money. They're in the public eye. And I think most people don't want to look at their own lives. So they, focus on the celebrities and like oh well if you know they have all this money they have all these things and you know they're still not happy so it's it's just bizarre so i it's really hard to to have a viewpoint on it specifically when i can see it from all ends of the spectrum and quite frankly i don't care like i just i don't personally care i don't read people magazines i don't watch the news i don't really pay attention to what's going on in in a celebrity's life per se because I have enough stuff going on in my own life <laughs> like yeah. I don't have enough energy to focus on my life my kids lives and then you know these celebrities like they make enough money they can go to a therapist they can get help that they need like you know what I mean like I, I don't know I don't want to sound harsh but at the same time it's like they make so much money. There's no reason why they can't seek help, you know? And I thought that too, but I also noticed like, what is so important that as a society, we put these people up to even um, go through their, their trials? Like, what is the purpose of not, I mean, for those that, that do watch it and then there's do you know what it reminds me of hmm. it reminds me back in like like way back in the day when they used to stone people in the courtyard I feel like I feel like that's what they do that they try to make examples out of people like oh this person that you love so much this is really who they are this is really what they do right and then we are chose like we choose to pick a side and then you know that goes on for a period of time and then it's all is all over and then nobody cares anymore right so there's yeah. that and then there's the other aspect where you know maybe the elites are trying to cover up something bigger and they just throw out a distraction and you know johnny depp and uh whatever her name is happen to be the next target or whatever or the next like, topic exactly and you know well it takes me back to way back in the 90s when O.J. Smith's trial went on. And mm. uh, that was like the topic of the world. O.J. Simpson? Yeah, when he killed yeah, okay. Anna Nicole Smith, the whole okay, trial yeah. and the glove. And it was like a mockery of the court. But my thing is, is not that I care about celebrities. And my thing is, is that they can just leave, like, you know, I, I, I don't know about money because money doesn't really always solve things because, uh, for example, uh, Naomi Judd, 
had a lot of money and the demons finally got her in her mind and and even Robin Williams and they both um, committed suicide and people were like well you know they had enough money they should have been able to fix it but that's what's crazy is that money can never really truly fix a human emotion it's just a piece of paper and an energy that they have but it just goes to show you that you can have it look like you have it all but have nothing and I think that was her whole point of this is it, it's like everybody this was the beloved heartthrob of the world now they've torn him down so much that people are seeing like it's always going to be a tarnished we all knew this like you can't be <laughs> there's just some characteristics that you can tell when somebody's using drugs and they're brilliant actors, but when it comes to living in the real world, that doesn't necessarily fly. I've had some brilliant friends and when we were hanging out, it was all good, but to live their life every day, being on out of their mind and, and just crazy because their demons got them so much that they're checked out to the world and now almost feel like celebrities like live they like live this almost in a parallel universe where they don't even know who they are anymore <laughs> they're like uh they're living in a role almost and it's crazy like how did we how does society i just i don't know it's always been the craziest thing to me that we we love celebrities so much and idolize them and everything but every like super mega star out there i swear you can go back and the demons the anna nicole smith and and she was beautiful and she had all this money but then you know it's like everyone you trace back marilyn monroe all of them go back to like some demons and it's so society is teaching us that if you make enough money you can just cover it up but you can't cover it up forever I guess because eventually it, it'll just come out I agree the I Anna Nicole Smith story like was really really sad because I would have never guessed that about her you know what I mean she was super bubbly and really pretty and you know she may have had a risque life but at the same time you know if I looked like her, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Exactly. Uh, but I feel like, you know, it's just a lot of pressure to be on that pedestal. And when you feel like you got the weight of the world just crashing down on you, and if, you know, you're feeling like you're not upholding your role, then, you know, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. But, you know, between her and Marilyn Monroe, it's like beautiful women who were put in situations that basically idolized them, not as people and not, not as people, like they were idolized as objects, right? And I feel like that, um, that comes with a price. And I know that there's a lot of women still coming out of that energy right now there's a lot of people who are awakening to their true selves and understanding that they can't run from who they really are so once you get out of that phase or get out of that energy I feel like it's a it's a struggle 
mentally, emotionally, there's a grieving process, just like, you know, but some people never really leave the grieving process and they stay in their, their, their negative thinking, you know, and the negative self-talk is what eats them up. But I never really, I've never really been starstruck. I've, I've stood next to celebrities. I've sat next to celebrities on planes and I've, I was just like, oh, you're so-and-so. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, cool right like I don't I don't get like ah like you know I don't well like okay so except for like Christina Aguilera like she was probably the only one but but other than that you know I just look at them as people and you know it's it's an energy thing I feel like a lot of folks who who don't want to focus on their own lives focus on the lives of celebrities and I think they look for slip-ups just so they feel better about their own. I'm, I've never been starstruck either. And I'm that person be go like, who are you? Like I would be standing next to someone famous and probably not even pay attention. <laughs> I met a fo- uh, San Diego charger one day of the football player when I was out selling stuff in San Diego. And I didn't know, I was like, and you are? And I was like, cool, you want to buy something from me? Because that's really all I care about right now. Like, don't want your autograph. And I don't know. I've just always been like that. But it's weird. And I guess I don't know if it's like because I'm a medium now. But now I know a lot of backstories to these famous people because I've studied. And I don't know, maybe it's the Pisces in me or I feel like sometimes I channel certain passed over celebrities and people are like yeah right but I'm like yeah no it's just uh who's my favorite Brittany Murphy uh she's an actress and I and I swear to you I feel like I channel her because sometimes I um, like her movie will just pop up and she's such a beautiful girl but if you look at all her movies like she clearly had issues like with addiction and and stuff never being taken care of and then the way that she passed away was in her house. Like she got real sick and then she died in her Los Angeles house uh, in her bathroom. And it was just a real, tra- I don't know if you, how, if you know how she passed, but it was a real tragic, like for her making as much money and being as, as popular as she was, she, and like, it's almost like the Michael Jackson thing. Like he just died, you know, from meds and all these doctors in there are giving these celebrities meds and it's like they're just masking it but yet they're (laughs) regular society says we have to go and deal with our emotions and we have to handle this and you've got all these survivors out there that are supposed to make it the best they can but then on the other spectrum of life you're just getting fed all these pills and and it's like being they're doped up until they uh so they can just function like i i found out that on the set of wizard of oz that judy garland and all the kids they would give them a pill to go to sleep and then they would give them a pill to wake them up that screwed me up like that little vision of hollywood was like wow and this is still continuing in 2022 because like, I guess that's the point of my talk today is why 
do why is why is it okay for us to have if it's toxicity in celebrity land then it's the front page story but if it happens in nowhere texas that person is just out there to hung to dry you know what i mean and they don't feel like they ever got any validation and I feel like it, it it does more than just talking about these people because at, at the end of the day, I don't feel like a lot of people care and I feel like they do use them as a distraction. But I also feel like, what about, I don't know, I guess I think deeper, like what about all these survivors out there that lost their lives that whatever and nobody ever mentioned them. Mm. And they're just, uh, that's another life lost, but I guess I wish people would just care more on a stop caring so much on a how much money you make level. Why can't human life be valued at every single level? Well, what if it was made to be that way? Because over the last couple of months, societal conditioning has been like at the top of my brain. I see it everywhere. I hear it everywhere. Um, there's just too many instances of conditioning, whether it's in your own family, but if it's in your own family, they had to have learned it from somewhere where they learn it from. They learned it from their environment, right? So if the elites are using celebrities as like the role model, right? And then basically saying, this is how people live their lives. You know, these people are rich. They have mansions, you know, and they have all this money, but this is, you know, what they're dealing with there's no rehabilitation happening it's almost like it's a setup no matter how you look at it when you're looking at mental health it's a big deal but it's been stigmatized since the beginning of time and now we're at a point where we're like no it's you know we need to be doing something about it we need to be able to help each other um aside from just medicating people because medicating doesn't fix it. It just masks the problem. You're not getting to the root cause. And so when you're dealing with that aspect of mental health alone, I feel like people use celebrities to idolize. Like when Demi Lovato came out with um, being depressed and bipolar, um, people went crazy over that and then but it also led other people to come out and be like me too I also struggle with this so there's the good side but then the flip side of that because there's always a flip side no matter how you look at it the flip side of that is that there were people saying oh she's only doing it for attention and then Katy Perry came out and said I also have bipolar disorder and she got backlash because she came after Demi Lovato and people said, oh, she only did it because Demi did. Well, if she did, so what? If she struggles with it, then let her speak her story. Like you can look at these people and tell that they have some issues that they're struggling with. You could tell in their music. But also if the industry is putting them in situations that disrupt their mental health, then it would be conditioning right mm -hmm. so if you listen to the music like you, you you hear people talk about the illuminati symbolism in music videos certain verbiages um frequencies of the music if this is their goal then they're basically using the celebrities to condition us as a whole instead of trying to glamorize the 
I don't, I don't think it's just about glamorizing. I think it's about using them um, as like a puppet to say, you know, they're basically using them as a puppet and pulling the strings to basically make us follow, follow suit. But yeah. now that we're all starting to wake up, it's like, no, that's not like, like if they come out about their mental health or whatever, and that they take medications or what have you, then it gets people talking and people, people are either open to it and can relate to it. Or you have the other folks who want to say, oh, you know, they're just doing it for attention. And I think that's when, when you have such like opposing sides, it's like you you really have to pick and choose, you know, what kind of energy you want to marinate in, if that makes any kind of sense. Like the world is crazy, especially right now. And I feel like more people are becoming aware that the media is just not what they thought it once was, right? Like they put stuff out there that fits their agenda and you're either for it or you're not. Johnny Cash has been my theme today. So like when I start getting these really strong feelings and like I've been listening to his music today uh, because I've had a little bit of a down day and um, that's when I feel like I'm channeling certain people because I don't listen to Johnny Cash all the time. But there's a lot of people that missed out on that little gym because I remember when I first heard him when he like in the early 2000s I was like who's Johnny Cash I didn't really pay attention to him because he was a country singer right mm. but if you have never seen the the biography of Johnny Cash I, I highly that is something if you want to learn about the stigma of of drugs and he wore all black he was known as the man in all black because that's how he felt his soul was. And it was because when he was a little boy, his brother ended up dying in a freak accident and a sawmill thing. And when it all went down, his dad said, I wish you would have died instead of you. And that whole statement to his son made him the man in black. And he was the first of his time because I remember George Jones and all those guys back in the day. It was, they came up in the fifties. That's not a time when they were talking about drugs and alcohol. And this man was strung out on every uh, thing that there was. And I came across a song, it's called the junkies prayer. Mm. And he actually sang it and it was crazy because he did a whole introduction before he, before he sings it. And he's like, well, you know what? I know that this isn't my normal stuff. And, uh, but if it saves one life, I'm okay with that. And that's why he's like my hero because that man did not care. He just said what was on his mind, but it's just so crazy. If you listen to his songs and especially that one, it goes in the mind of someone who's just so tortured and I was fed for many years when I was too young to understand all this, but now like it's hitting me like a freight train that I do understand that people who are crying out saying that they have a problem, it's not because they're trying to get attention. 
because I was told that too. When when people say they want to end their life, it was just um, I was taught in some really messed up way that that person's just trying to get attention. Well, of course they're trying to get attention. They're trying to take their life. <laughs> if somebody's doing drugs, it's not because they're, it's because that's the only kind of attention I feel that they were taught. And that's like the only way that they know. But for so many years, I struggled having empathy for this. Like I, I didn't have empathy for drug users because I just knew so many I felt like they were selfish. Like, why are you so selfish to do drugs? Why are you so selfish to end your life? And that's, it, it's weird that I was taught the stigma of, and, and then I walked down the karmic lesson of, hey, dum-dum, it's not, it's not selfish. And the people that taught you that it was selfish are selfish. And that was just like a whole, and a yeah. lot of people aren't going to admit that they're not, you know, I say a lot of things that um, they're either wrong or right or whatever, but they, if they come out, you know, they're my thoughts. <laughs> I've learned at, at this day and age, if I say something and people are like, I can't believe she admitted that. Well, I did because it, it ate me up for a lot of years that I had personal friends who got addicted to drugs two of my friends were addicted to heroin and I, I just never understood it. And I was, I kind of treated them. I don't get, I don't feel like I was a good enough friend to them, but I was, I was best. Like I was a good friend, but looking back, I don't, I feel like I could have been a better friend if I would have had more knowledge because mm -hmm. I would have been not sympathetic, but I would have been empathetic and I would have maybe gone away around a different way to of saying something I feel like I could have said those magic words to make them stop but that's obviously your grief of of missing someone too when when you think that way but I know that I could have been a little bit more empathetic than I than I was I was more like well you're just an asshole because you chose drugs over me and, um, but this is where we learn grace too. Yes. You know, this is where we learn humility. And I'm sharing this for people out there because I know there's a lot of parents that go through their child who lost their lives to drugs and they didn't know how to handle it. So either they gave them more money to try to throw at it and it never worked or they did like my friends and she straight up got treated like a dog she slept in her her family wouldn't even let her in the house they just made her sleep in the garage at the end of her life and when I even talked to these people I was like well I'm I wanted to come get her but I was only like 20 and I couldn't get her to come down to to meet me on a bus because she was too much on drugs and I had to have her travel to come meet me where I was and she called me up and said, I can't do it. I, and then she died not too long after that, you know, but I remember talking to her family and just how that's when, when I started getting that little bit of awakening on, wow, y'all are some like really just horrible people. Like, how are you going to say you even care about her and you're making her sleep in the garage, like on some blankets.
instead of I don't know I don't, I don't know it's one of those I went through two just really horrible um, friends that I lost through drugs but now I'm understanding you know some souls can't they're they they like some of us are just built a little stronger than others I guess but I know that when there's a difference between sympathy and empathy and having empathy for people is not weak. And I've always had like, people have always tried to cover up. I've had a lot of narcissists try to cover up that empathy in me. And that's why some things I didn't understand as well. And maybe I didn't, you know, I got finally learned that grace, but I never fully went on like where I was just totally awful like that to someone you know what I mean mm -hmm. but there's some people out here that are taught empathy is is just trying to get attention and we're slowly starting to see I don't know who started that they're just trying to get attention don't help them I feel like that's the devil right there <laughs> honestly I just feel like there's something you know that people, negative energy would just put on the people but people live it out day in and day like in the 50s mm -hmm. like this stuff just keeps coming out in the wash like when you were pregnant at 16 in the in it and you were 50 in the 50s you were treated like a leopard you had mm -hmm. to go on your own island nobody could know that you were pregnant because everybody was so worried about their um outer appearance which doesn't make sense at all because like have you ever seen the show the bridgertons on netflix mm -mm. okay so it's like the early like renaissance type uh feel to it and these girls were like 14 15 16 years old marrying grown-ass men like in their 20s 30s they would bear children and they would you know take care of whatever position they were you know what i mean like so from at what point did it become a nuisance you know well even even then like if you were talking to a man by yourself like you were condemned but it just i think were you were you meaning like they would get pregnant out of wedlock is yeah. that and then go be sent to their own island okay well Either way, it was pretty messed up to have a, or if you had a kid with a disability, there's oh, a Jesus. really, yeah. there's a really, um, I came across, because in the medical field, I was studying um, this case, and uh, it was like the worst abuse case ever, and is because the kid was like Down syndrome or something, mm. and they just abused this child to no end, and I'm like, how is that okay? Like why do we get so mad if another life is created that we shame someone because when i was 16 and i got pregnant nobody wanted me everybody wanted me to disappear and i didn't understand it i was like what so why am i different now because i have another human being in me and then uh but when i don't like i i've, I've never understood the it's this toxic double-sided society of yeah, what is that i i don't understand it 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 makes me wonder every day like why are we so concerned with our image because 
for one, you should be, some of y'all should be ashamed out there in front of God. <laughs> you should be ashamed when you go to God and um, ask forgiveness because y'all sat here and worried about what the Joneses thought about you. Maybe you should think about what God and um, the rest of your ancestors are thinking about you because mm. I don't feel like all of them are okay <laughs> with, uh, with the way that... Um, we treat people as human beings. I don't know. Just makes me sad sometimes. And this whole, we got the, I don't know, this whole case, like uh, every time I see it, I'm like, yep, that's a big nope. I don't want to see that because it, it, there's so many celebrities or like when the, um, the football player took his wife out to the middle of Kansas City Chiefs field and killed him, like made no sense that that they should even show that or like I don't know I I guess I just don't understand what kind of <laughs> what kind of entertainment we're going back to should we go back to like the primal ages like the viking days or With you know the bullfighting like or beheadings you know stuff like that like medieval times oh my god do you know that that um, that video that they had of like uh, back in back in Afghanistan, they showed a beheading of a journalist who got caught out there. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that wanted to watch it, I, I watched like the first thirty seconds and I couldn't even get through it. I, people wanted to see it. What in people makes them want to watch another human being get beheaded? I don't understand that either. Like, I don't, I don't wish to see any, like movies are different. But when it's like real life, like that's a whole human being right there that could have been saved. I can't even watch it in movies. And when I've talked to some military people, it was real messed up that this guy, he's like, you want to see some pictures from Afghanistan? And I was like, sure. Yeah, I was like, what is wrong with you, man? Like, you need to put those away. He showed me, like, I'm one of those people don't show me stuff. Me and my friend had a falling out one day because she sent me this video. I'm sitting there thinking, because people don't usually send me really, I'm just very sensitive to anything. And I swear to God, I sat there and watched some man get shot in his car by this, this girl and this guy. And it still rings in my brain. Like, I just witnessed that I wasn't there was no preparing there was like hey watch this video and so now I've got PTSD if you say hey watch this video I'm like what's it about (laughs) because I saw that video and it's still the same I was like my friend's like oh I'm just desensitized to violence I was like well keep your damn violence to yourself because I could have lived my whole life never seen that I don't need to to see violence. It, it kind of, like I don't know. It, I tried to get into that whole show of uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I watched half an episode of the very first one. I was like, "Yep, that's a big cup of nope," because I, I <laughs> it was just so violent and gruesome, and I was just like who's watching this stuff and apparently that's like one of the biggest shows out there i don't know it just doesn't do it for me 
Yeah, but, it's um, pretty popular. It was interesting to me. I said, I don't watch all these trials and stuff, but I do like the backstory. And I don't know if it's because I'm a medium, but I end up getting all these stories of all these famous people. So I could tell you all these famous people's backstories that led up to their demise. And it's like, I understand, I don't know. It's a weird road that I walk some days, but it's like, they come and visit me to share with stuff that reflects in my own life of stuff that happened, I guess, or or people that I've known. I don't know. It's kind of, it's different being a medium some days. (laughs) Yeah, I I bet. I just feel like, uh, I know this is on everybody's mind right now, and it's not, I, I really don't care who wins this trial, because personally, it really made me think of pulling up my divorce trial and how would I feel? I mean, I was mortified. My divorce lasted for a year and it was horrific. Like just all the, the lies and all the stuff that got, that I had to endure. And I remember when I had to tell my story of, of the stuff that happened it was mortifying. So I can't even imagine put being on trial and everybody watching my divorce trial, for example. So mm. it makes it just made me wonder today, why do we glamorize watching other people's stuff? And I know there's people out there who had even worse divorces than me. You know, all of ours are are bad in our own way. But could you imagine like sitting on on trial, having all these people just watch you like it just makes me wonder why do we do it and why is it okay? Like, why can't celebrities just go in their own little thing and go have their own little tiff? Is it like they're getting paid? I guess they they get paid for it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know how it works, but I know that it's. I personally feel like it's a distraction from something else going on behind the scenes. Well, I just want to let you survivors out there know that you are worthy of 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 being cared for and you're worthy of of people caring about you and your story even if it's not famous. And when people go out to tell their stories, <clears throat> I also feel that it's really hard and, and maybe I, I, I guess I would just like to bring some enlightenment to people out there. You should tell your story without fear, but also know that there, you know, there's that possibility that somebody's going to backlash because they don't want to hear about it. <laughs> but you are helping another survivor out there. And just because you're, you're, trial isn't as huge and publicized doesn't mean it's any less um, valued because that's I think that was my whole point of this is that I I feel like there's so many survivors that I meet on a daily basis that like wow how did you even live through that but who who are we all tuning into this trial on tv because of whatever role and whatnot and that's more important than uh you know just changing some laws or 
changing some things that are happening. And I also feel like sometimes when this happens, this just helps the narcissist ball get bigger and bigger mm. out there. Because my thought is, what if she does have a point? What if that was me and everybody's saying they're not going to listen to you? They're all going to call you crazy. And then you just have to walk with that, you know, for for the rest of your time. I don't know. Thoughts of a Pisces, I guess. <laughs> There's so many. And uh, they're but, rapid. Well, when it comes to the toxic shadows, I just feel that we're walking as a society and whole and as a toxic shadows because that's why I started this is because people always wanted to say, well, first I wanted to do it because I wanted to teach people that narcissists aren't just a romantic partner and they're not also, and, and having a toxic relationship isn't just being a part of a toxic, uh, with a toxic partner either. It's a, there's all sorts of facets of narcissists and there's all different facets of toxic relationships that we, we are a part of every day and, and we tolerate, but some of them we tolerate more than others. And I'm not sure why, but um, I guess for gain. Um, because we're programmed to. Yeah, that could be. It's, some days a uh, spiritual lightning, it's like you're in this lonely world, just watching it roll by and you're like, is this really happening right now? Why are we uh okay with this but we're not okay with that like riddle me that batman <laughs> i don't know i that's what i my whole point is is that i just don't understand why we're okay with this but we're not okay with that and uh, so you know that we've just came up in there was a lot of toxicity somehow we've grown out of and we're coming to so god help us all that we <laughs> start seeing the light maybe in about 20 50 years this won't be a thing no more what One are your only hope what are your closing thoughts as far as the media is concerned i feel like people really need to pay attention to the story the full story you're always going to have your flip side right you're going to have your you're pro people. And then you're going to have the people who are like, I don't care. I happen to fall into that category mainly because I, I have learned that the media only pushes things specifically for their own agenda. If you're really about educating people and bringing, you know, like addiction or mental health to like, to awareness, then, I mean, we, we need to take action with that instead of just watching it unfold and watching it happen. Uh, we're all struggling with something. And especially when you're going through awakening and you cut everybody off and you're standing there alone and you have nobody to talk to, like those people are the ones who need that help. And I feel like if we were just able to connect as human beings instead of connecting to Hollywood or connecting to things that really just don't pertain to us, we'd probably be a lot further along. 
right now. Like, if we're going to be about the people, let's be about the people. And it all starts with ourselves. It, like, we have to get right with ourselves, get our minds right, get our bodies right, get our spirituality right. Like, step into our fullness so that we can legitimately be there for other people. I don't even watch the TV like that. It makes me sick yeah. to sit and watch the TV like that. So, I mean, if I'm going to connect with the people, I'm going to go out and find the people. And that's hard for me to do because my energy gets drained when I get around certain types of people. Um, and it, it doesn't even have to be a negative situation. You know, sometimes people just go through, uh, you know, their turbulence and that alone can be draining because, you know, maybe you want to help them and you don't really know how, or maybe they're not open to it. So you have to really be able to detach yourself and, you know, detachment is a big deal. When you're out here in the world, there's all kinds of things getting thrown in your face or in your space. So, you know, being able to disconnect from the media, the news, the radio, social media, whatever the case may be, you know, get out there and start working with the people, get out there and start building those connections, making those bonds and, you know, getting, getting around people who could really benefit from someone with knowledge. And I think, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do here. So, you know, or any of the survivors out there who feel like they're alone. I feel like, you know, if you, if you're really looking for that kind of connection, this is, this is the spot to roll through. Exactly. And we're both honest. I've always, you know, I've always favored honesty over my appearance. Cause I always told myself if I was going to be uh, famous, I was going to be like pink. Pink's one of my sheroes because that girl has went through through it and she's personally talked about it but she don't give a damn and she still walks out there and she's probably around the same age as we are mm-hmm. being awesome and and still helping and like has has made her she had a choice to be glamorous or to make a point and she decided to make a point. <laughs> and that's why I love her so much. And I always decided, well, I'm never going to be one of those like politicians. You're waiting to dig up the dirt on me. I'm like, you don't got to go too far if you want to find some dirt on me. Um, there's plenty of people you can ask because I feel like you're hiding when you, you know, and then that, why, why does your you're living your life going through your journey have to be shameful and that was one of my big karmic lessons of uh shame so that's the first thing I was like well I'm not gonna you know run every I'll never run anyone through the mud and I'll never talk bad about anyone but when it comes to me and sharing my story I'm gonna tell it whether it hurts the appearance of whatever you know because I don't care because I feel like somebody needs to hear it out there. I feel as long as you're living your truth. And there's a song that I just put on TikTok today. And it was uh, God's going to cut him down from uh, mm. listening to Johnny Cash today. And it's very, it's very true. Uh, whatever I found, whatever happens in the dark is always going to come to the light. Mm. Nobody knew that Bill part. No, nobody knew Bill Cosby was going to get uh, shown <laughs> to not. I can't even watch Touch by an Angel with him in it now because I'm just like, that's that's terrible. You know what I mean? Like he spent so many years 
of being perfect. And then all these perfect people are falling down like dominoes now because they spent their whole life trying to cover up their, their demons. And we should just be able to walk through and share your story. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta think about how you share your story too, because sometimes we live in our emotions of we were the victim, but then we forget people have to live their lives too. Yes. I, I've always walked that delicate balance of how do I share my story, but not ruin uh, the life of someone else. <laughs> so it's that's hard. Very, that's hard. It's a very delicate balance. Don't you don't just know you don't have to hide. And there's always somebody you can tell, even if you just tell it to you and God, get it out. Don't hold secrets because those secrets are going to come to the light, just like everything does. I think it's like a test to mm -hmm. see if, um, because how many movies end with the grandma's like 93 and all of a sudden she's on her deathbed spilling all her secrets. That's what mm. uh, really started me on. I don't want to be that person taking all my secrets to the grave, you know? I agree. Right, my friend. Well, this has been a very lovely conversation. And again, these are just thoughts that I had um, because I personally watch Disney movies. Half time, I don't even know stuff's going on because I don't watch TV. <laughs> I stay far, far away from it. But when it starts popping up on my the only time I find out about stuff is literally I go to Google and it has a story about something and I'm like, oh my God, this happened. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it happened like a year ago. I'm like, well, how about that? And I felt so free. And I also want to make that a point that you're, because society has taught us to be informed and be glued to this magic box when don't be okay. Be glued to outside, be glued to nature, be glued to your kids. But when it comes to this, uh, this magic box that we watch every day, it's, it's destroying our, our thought process. <laughs> and I've, I've never felt so free that I don't watch. I think I stopped watching the news about mm, three or four years ago. Like, I don't know. I just totally cut myself off of so I'm not as uh, included in all this, you know, being glued to the TV and everything and the stories. But when they pop up, I kind of get a quick backstory just because I'm curious. But then I'm like, oh, I can't even follow this. But I know that this is like the biggest, this is almost like the biggest narcissist empath survivor um, battle. Story. Yeah, battle right now because there's all these people that are going for him and then they're going for her. And it's just crazy. I feel like it's fueling something bigger than just their uh, obviously really unhealthy, toxic marriage. That's what I feel like they had. And you mean uh, like our nation? Yeah. <laughs> so, anywho, I just, uh, you're it's okay if you're not informed life will keep continuing to go on and the less that you follow this stuff and watch it and the less you participate maybe the next generation will start learning 
because it's our elders that taught us to watch the news and blah, 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 because we were in war in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. And all that war was the reason why people watch the news because they don't want their house being bombed. But now I just feel like it, uh, I notice all these big stories and then I'm like, oh, so we're not talking about that no more. What happened mm -hmm. to that? Oh, that just went away. But that was like two years worth of nonstop talking about this issue, this issue. And then all of a sudden, we don't care. We don't care about, oh, we don't care about that no more. <laughs> right. Me and you, it doesn't affect because we obviously don't uh, care about the media. But for all of you out there, just I, I would love to hear your comments below and um, share how how sometimes the toxic media maybe triggers you in life, triggers your situation or even your mental health to be even worse than it was because I don't feel like we take a responsibility on that end of it but you know but we're feeding this all these to all these unhealthy people who have unhealthy minds and they're barely hanging on and then boom that yes. happens so thank you so much for joining us today and uh like like always, thank you, Nina, for being here and having this conversation. These conversations are really necessary for all our survivors out there to, um, it goes beyond just the media. I, I, I want people to know that they're people, whether you have a million dollars or you don't have any dollars, you're still valued as a human. I care about your story. So if you have a toxic shadow story that you want to come chat with us about, uh, send us a message. Yes, come sit with us. Awesome. We will listen. This is a safe space. The safe space well, there you all. have it, beautiful you so souls. Much. Another powerful guest that has learned to survive their swim in the toxic waters and break up with their toxic dance partner, fear. If you need help trying to find a new dance partner, Please reach out to myself, Nina, or our guest on the show today and let us show you how a single four-letter word can change your mindset permanently. And that four-letter word is love. With love, all things are possible. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Dancing in the Toxic Shadows. Until we meet again, this is Jess Intuitive Angel Healer sending healing angel vibes. Love and light, everybody. Take care.